frustration, craving for excitement, agitation, variety, stimulation, energizing, motivation, activity, thinking, worry, reaction, anger, sadness, depression, poor immune system, frequent colds, headaches, brain fog, excessive fatigue, weight gain, especially low mood or feeling like you're in a funk. And if you've talked to your partner about it, they probably told you to calm down, go to yoga or meditate, see a coach, change jobs and that there's nothing actually wrong with you, except you are working too hard and not spending enough time with family and you ought to take a family holiday or change jobs so that you become a better version of yourself at home. Your friends, family and siblings might also suggest cutting back on work, doing meditation or exercising more. What if I told you it was all going to make your frustration worse, and could even kill you? What if I told you there was something wrong inside you? Even more shocking, that it's not your fault. My name is Chris Walker. And I've made this presentation for two reasons. First to tell you that you, like me, may be suffering from what researchers are now calling negative mind noise, frustration. A problem lurking deep inside you that could be the root cause of your low energy, sleep discomfort, brain fog, alcohol cravings, weight gain, and even skin issues. And the second reason I made this presentation is to tell you how you can fix it. Because there's not only a time-tested and proven solution, there's now observable history and testimonials proving this dangerous condition, frustration, is real and that my total human awareness method to stop it for good, works. That means dramatically improved energy fewer emotional cravings, reduced stress-causing illness, the end of many interpersonal challenges, and best of all, restoring the healthy mind-body connection that makes you a winner. I've seen incredible transformation in OOOs. Yes, OOOs of people who have all regained their inner wealth, peace of mind, inspiration, love for all life, mind-body power and health in ways they never thought was possible. First person I tried the simple solution on was me. You see for decades I thought I was doing everything right. I was eating a healthy diet, exercising, doing meditation, being a great dad, making a profit and being the best me I could be, after all, I'm an expert in behavioral science. I rarely ate fast food. I took holidays. I ran 30 kilometers a week and worked out at the gym daily. Despite all this I was not making the people I cared most about in the world happy to be around me, including my wife at the time. With high blood pressure, migraine headaches, arthritis, high cholesterol and a reputation for being unforgiving in business, I kept asking myself if I'm doing everything right. Why do I feel so bad all the time? I had no idea it was all coming from my psychosomatic self, my inner wealth self. If you're with me on this, you probably know that when you feel isolated and confused, something isn't right. But you don't know what is causing it. You feel like you are doing everything right but in some way you're punishing yourself and creating frustration. Maybe you simply can't take control of your appetite or cravings for alcohol or even have some disdain for your job, partner or boss. Your fuse gets shorter. You hold on it and don't let it out and yet, no one appreciates your efforts. This frustration feels like a cauldron of boiling oil and it feels like it could blow any minute. And the longer it goes the harder it becomes to hold it in. Crossfit, swimming, boxing classes, mediation, medication and coaching haven't helped and weren't sustainable after initial success. The stress quickly came back the same goes for jogging, speed walking, weight training, aerobics, yoga, spinning or whichever exercise program you've tried to get rid of those stubborn nervous feelings only to see all of those energy expending typical low-hanging fruit, not work out in the end. If this sounds familiar, I wouldn't be surprised if you've also been dealing with frustration. Headache, aching joints or morning stiffness. Some people also experience adult acne, brain fog or a major lack of energy or a host of other conditions you just can't shake. Frustration heats the blood. It's a boiling fire and even holidays don't last much longer than the flight home, if that. You may feel that somehow you're at fault for your poor energy, short temper or your foggy mind, making you feel guilty or even ashamed. If it's any comfort. You're not alone and I'm here to tell you it is not your fault. And all those annoying symptoms are about to change. I'm going to tell you exactly what's been going wrong inside your body-mind. It's something almost nobody is aware of not even a roomful of leaders I was invited to speak to ain't NYC. I'll tell you the story in a minute. And you're not going to believe how unaware some of these so-called C-suite folks, even HR directors, really are. I'm also going to tell you how I've helped OOS of people deal with these very same issues you've been suffering from. I want you to feel what they feel when the end of unsolved frustration comes. The end of uncontrollable cravings that lead to illness and yet more stress. All those unexplained moods and health issues, vanishing in a matter of weeks. And best of all, I want you to be brimming with energy again, 
the kind of energy you had when you were young and the kind of energy my clients have found again, even at age 60 and beyond. But first repeat after me. I am not to blame. That's right. These problems are not your fault. There is a solution to what ails you. But please prepare to have all your assumptions about what you thought was healthy thinking turned on their head. In fact, some of what I'm about to tell you is going to fly directly in the face of what many psychologists, and nearly all therapists believe. So how can I be so certain about this issue plaguing millions of people and the simple, proven way you can fix it? Well, let me tell you about my background in personal mastery, and how I discovered this solution, one that most trainers and coaches are completely in the dark about. Again, my name is Chris Walker and I'm a business coach, life coach and human development expert, celebrated speaker, and thought leader in human consciousness living in Bondi Beach in Sydney, Australia. I graduated with a Bachelor of Engineering in 1976, and, returned to full-time study to receive my master's degree in business from the AGSM, University of NSW in 1986. In between and thereafter spent 35 years as a thought leader traveling the world working in real-life changing environments such as indigenous Canadian communities, corporate cultures and leadership development. I've also traveled to the Himalayas over 60 times connecting with the human spirit, human development and healing and after 35 years was awarded the high status of Friend of Nepal, for supporting the country in its development. I have also been presented with awards from First Nation Canada, and yoga centers in India. I perform more personal transformations than any other transformation coach in the world and I use nature as a guide. I'm also the inventor of engineering solutions for air pollution control including the Walker gravel bed filter and several other vital and functional systems to preserve quality of life on the planet. I am also the first person to distill and translate the ancient universal laws of metaphysics, pre-Egyptian, into nature's universal laws to make the accessible to a broader audience for life and leadership. I created inner wealth seminars and training and presented my real spirit retreat over 3,000 times around the world. I also developed the back on track TM process, which has been tested and used successfully in the most challenging circumstances, such as helping survivors on the day of the attack on the World Trade Center in Manhattan in New York and in youth at risk suicide prevention in First Nation Canada. I've helped OOOs of clients with a spectrum of ambitions, from solving both mental and health issues, including burnout, heartbreak, bankruptcy, divorce, illness and imprisonment to wanting to reinvent themselves to stay globally relevant as an international performer, leader or artist. You may also recognize my work from my appearances on shows such as The Midday Show, or interviews or news channels across Australia, Canada or America or my online videos and podcasts on inner wealth and wellness which have over 10 million views. But this presentation is my most important. I'm also the private coach for entrepreneurs, Fortune 500 executives, and OOOS of other business leaders who come to me wanting change. They want quality of life both inner and outer while achieving their ambitions and contributing to the world by building their humanity at the same time. It's not an uncommon aspiration, because there are not too many gravestones that say, work their arse off and died happily, lonely ending life with a fortune in gold but in our own opinion of ourselves being a life failure just won't cut the mustard. Nobody wants that result. And nobody has to go there. My work is about results and how it feels to be you. It's the foundation principle in enthusiasm, passion, vision, inspiration and purpose. It all leads to total human awareness, health in all seven areas of life, and it comes from the human consciousness that underpins success with happiness. That's the awareness we all want. And it's getting harder and harder to sustain for those who don't intervene in the corporate greed cycle, and make the effort to work on themselves, living life from the inside out. As the world gets more fantastic, more cross-cultural and more technologically advanced, consciousness, your inner wealth is going to need more and more cultivation, it will ultimately be the deciding factor between being a robot, or replaced by one, and a successful life without regret. To build inner wealth, which determines the inner quality of life, you and I have to be willing to tackle issues that the masses are not willing to touch while respecting their appetite to avoid them. People come to me when they've been everywhere else that tells them what they want to hear, yoga, meditation, counseling, self-help, silent isolation, retreats, workshops, MBA, but they still feel frustrated. They didn't find answers that for them, stand the test of time. The difference is that I'm not solving problems at the effect level of life like most other human development gurus, by compartmentalizing solutions that go with the grain to make people temporarily blinded. In fact, in my experience, this offering of temporary compartmentalized solutions to the challenges of life are doing more harm than good. A person with business stress needs more than a business solution. A person with a relationship or health issue needs more than counseling. We are total human beings, we are not compartmentalized machines, and therefore solutions must affect cause, our consciousness. 
and that's why after 35 years as a global thought leader and speaker, I left my speaking career based in New York and reignited my role as CEO of Inner Wealth Technologies to write books and coach high-profile individuals. I returned to Australia. So that's why I would decide to leave a successful speaking career and thriving change consultancy in the USA, speaking all over the world, running retreats in places like the Ritz-Carlton and Four Seasons in Wonderlands like Bali and Mexico and Bhutan and turn my back on the very profitable and comfortable business of consulting and professional speaking? Well, the reason may shock you when you realize that much of what I was telling audiences was based on the economics of an applause rating. Specifically, when you speak to an audience, especially a corporate audience, the post-event ratings are going to determine whether you get the next booking. Distilling that down, if you tell people what they wanted to hear, you got paid more, no different to any entertainer. Meanwhile, the conditions I was trying to prevent, frustration and the consequences of it, like depression, divorce, obesity, domestic violence and self-harm were increasing globally, while speakers like me produced more videos, books and speaking engagements to spruik their stuff, becoming wealthy, being paid to entertain audiences by telling them what they want to hear. You see, my solution is in how we think not just what. And this confronts people's beliefs and identity. People think they are what they think and what we think always evolves from how we think. You can't change permanently what you think, if you don't change how. And mass audiences don't vote positively for their identity being questioned. The masses who are all under pressure to achieve their life goals, are working hard to create a safe identity, to identify with what they think, and that doesn't sit well with being challenged to become accountable for their frustrations. To build quality of inner life in parallel with their outer success people need to question the origin of their beliefs. The core beliefs that mass consciousness and organized religion survive on by not questioning. These core beliefs, consciousness, that drive behavior which drive their work, health, relationships, wealth and self-respect. For groups, it was better to leave their beliefs out of the change process and instead work hard to cause others to agree that it was others who were causing trouble. At first, it seems hard to believe that some if not all of the frustration we experience starts in our personal belief system. And can be fixed there too. But take it from me. Someone who has now spent decades researching, writing, traveling and speaking about and therefore testing solutions in the field, it works, but most people want to try this solution, changing how they think, challenging their identified belief systems, last. The facts are clear, most mental, physical, emotional, career, family and financial problems we face in life can be traced back to our belief systems, not just what we believe but, more importantly, how we've been taught to think. If an individual suffers from stress, relationship problems, depressive issues, fatigue, work conflict problems, aching joints, low mood, headaches and brain fog, addictions or just a feeling that they're in a funk but they're not sure why, then they are definitely suffering from just one topic, uncontrolled frustration. Now you're probably wondering, what is so special about frustration that it can tie back to personal, family and business problems? How are all these different mental, emotional, physical, health issues related to frustration? And what do they have to do with your belief systems, your consciousness? Well, get ready because I'm about to explain everything. Frustration is a term used to describe a simple problem with a devastating result. It's a sign that the process of your thinking that underpins just about every little thing that happens to you or around you is out of sync, allowing dangerous self-depreciating thoughts to sneak into your mind-body and wreak havoc on virtually every aspect of your health. What's most alarming is how many people try to solve the problem without getting back in sync. Here's a simple way to understand frustration. When you receive information through any of your six senses, that information travels through your body along your nervous system and into your brain. Along the way that information gets broken down into thoughts and the good stuff gets absorbed into your brain to provide you with nutrients and information you need to choose a response. That information, the stuff coming in through eyes, ears, nose, mouth, body feelings and perception, can be the difference between survival and death. So your mind, where all data goes for processing, separates the bad stuff the junk like things you fear, hate, worry about, don't want, potential toxins and things that are dangerous to you from the stuff that is good, you want, like, welcoming, agreement, recognized as safe, and perceived as pleasure-causing. Everything gets processed and your mind decides to react either to welcome it or not. If not, if it's the bad stuff, you'll start to get rid of them. As an example, when you go to the bathroom, it's your body's beautiful natural system for making sure you get the most out of food while easily and efficiently getting rid of the bad stuff. And for the most part, your mind is designed to do the same, pretty well. But here's the problem. Your memory is very long. Amazingly, if you could take it out and look at it, your memories, let's call it your subconscious mind, 
might have as much backed up data as a Google hard drive farm. It has the same square footage of memory cards. And yet despite being this large, it's very responsive. In fact, the time between pricking your finger, thinking ouch and moving your finger from the pinhead is almost unmeasurable. And yet, that response is only one cell in trillions in the brain. It's the fastest thing that you can imagine. Now, here's what's cool about your mind. Even though the connection between your senses and your responses is infinitesimally small, these cells and their memories are really tough. You can think of them like centurions at the grates of your palace. These, automatic responses, are designed to simplify, computerize your reactions to sensory input, even things you read, listen to, hear people say, and automate them to save you the trouble of thinking about everything. So, most of the time we are thinking, we are not thinking. We are thinking that we are thinking because what sits under our thinking is the auto-computer. Instead we are reacting on autopilot. The thing is, and the danger is, whatever we react to, we give power to. So these security guards, the centurions, the auto-reactions are brilliant, locking arms, making sure nobody, no feelings, no thoughts, no negativity, no doubts or anything bad can break through your existing beliefs, your expectations and your self-protection. And for the most part, nothing does break through. But here's the bad part. We now know there's one dangerous thing that, not only can break through, it's actually really good at destroying that self-protective wall, that defensive wall. They're called frustrations and it doesn't matter what causes them. Mostly on on a day-to-day basis, they are automatic reactions to opinions. And of those opinions few have as much impact as those from who you need approval, partner, kids, parents, boss, boss's boss, bank, neighbors, club members, social network, siblings etc. people you need to like you in order to feel good about you. So, they are usually the major source of frustration. If you've seen my other videos or listened to my podcasts or even had the opportunity to working with me in person, you will have heard me discuss the discard process TM. This is where those opinions become less powerful. But this is not where it ends, I have new insights to share now on the impact of frustration. It's not what everyone wants to hear. It sends shockwaves through those who for years have been compliant with the idea of holding frustration inward. And that's why this article is so important. You see frustration not only rattles the armor of those security guards we spoke about, our protective defenses, but it comes to realization that throughout your body are tiny little memory cards, SIM cards, created in certain areas of your mind and planted in muscle tissue throughout your body. So your body has a memory just like your mind. And what is astonishing is, these body memory, SIM cards, muscle memory, can feed off each other and create a sort of perpetual windstorm of artificial intelligence. You can, when this body memory kicks in, start to think that what you think is right even if it's not. That artificial intelligence trapped in a feedback loop between your beliefs, your muscle memory and your sensory interpretation of life can create a growing ignorance. And this we call frustration. In another language we can start to get dumber, instead of evolving to be smarter. Those muscle memories are meant to be shrinking along with the expanding of self-awareness, reducing our reactivity to people, not increasing it. David had a twitch in his neck. His shoulders were rounded, sort of a slight Quasimodo thing going on. You could see the whites of his eyes below his eyeballs, which is a real turn-off and a sign that things weren't in the right order up in the belfry of his mind. The bats were flying and he was a literal sinking ship with family and work problems mounting. After just 30 days doing my program on countering frustration, everything reversed. And given the extreme pain he'd been in up to this time, it wasn't at all hard to convince him to keep the practices of that training program alive and disciplined. One obvious and recognizable consequence of this rogue body-mind artificial intelligence, the combination of body memories and brain turmoil is the getting grumpy for people over 45 years old. Even some young people, in their prime start to become grumpy, short-fused, tired and or depressed. It's an absolute default fork in the road for the majority of people. Old memories are welded in place, life patterns are fixed, expectations block love, reactivity in relationships become like an old pair of slippers and it's just hard to want to change. And frustration grows. As frustration builds, eventually, career fulfillment starts to wane, and that sets people on a path of focusing to stimulate happiness, a wild goose chase. The wheels fall off the cart either health or family or both. This is the dire outcome of unresolved frustration, and I'm here to stop this. Hypertension, Another side effect of unresolved frustration, is the combination of failed or stuck career fulfillment, merged with rogue body-mind artificial intelligence that is stuck in a loop of repetitive habit of thoughts both body and mind and mixed with the pushback that comes when a person tries to extract the missing life excitement and joy from the family. If frustration isn't dealt with, 
it will certainly result in a broken marriage or stress-related illness. When an individual starts getting stressed and hypertensive, it's a sign that the rogue body-mind artificial intelligence, like the lunatics taking over the asylum, has taken over the ship. Thinking things are not good, creates a thinking that things are not good, and the loop finds validation in friends and self-talk. Eventually, even decision-making and love go rogue. This rogue intelligence, builds rather than cures frustration and specifically goes about seeking validation, it gets strengthened by enabler people. Instead of getting weaker by refusal of others to engage and push back, healthy challenge, it gets strong by converting to anger or even abuse, to force, rather than seek, collaboration. In other words, bullying. The individual whose frustration is mounting, and the lunatics have taken over the ship, will seek to destroy all opposition, emotionally, physically or mentally sinking other ships to achieve compliance with the same thinking. Just watch how easy this frustration-seeking compliance thinking is. I was presenting to a group of 130 partners of one of the world's largest consulting firms for three days on a remote island. My brief was to challenge their thinking, expand their viewpoint and give them a way to avoid the rogue frustration that causes OOOs of their peers to fail with mental and physical health issues. The contract was once a year for five years to present this three-day program to a select group. The previous year had gone off without a hitch, and the company gladly rebooked me for year two. But two things had changed in that time. One was the director of learning had changed and the whole learning model went from challenging frustration to trying to support those with it. Simply, they had shifted HR focus from personal growth to empowering emotion. The second thing that had changed was the element of surprise was lost. The previous year, nobody knew until they arrived what Walker Talk was. That meant there was no room for resistant collaboration. They had to deal with what was presented 100% as an individual and therefore there could be an element of doubt and exploration. This second year, word had spread about what Walker Talk was. A highly religious and resistant group had formed prior to the program, they sat together and removed any possibility of exploring or challenging their collaborative agreements. I can't begin to tell you the dilemma I have as a coach, mentor or educator when an audience is given the power not to explore a new idea. To accept feeling uncomfortable. There can be no exploration, because the radioactive points of exploration are like landmines and there can be no healthy debate. It is one of the awareness I generate in my early stages of coaching people. The loudest noise is usually the lowest consciousness. Those who scream the loudest are usually the lowest common denominator in a team or company and they will do everything, not unlike North Korea, to expunge opposition and force compliance. Worry. Another famous expression of frustration is worry. You may have heard of it, but that's just one type. There's actually many different expressions of frustration in different areas of life. If you drag frustration from one area of life and bring it into another, it does a great job of multiplying itself. And as frustration grows, so the solutions become more and more spontaneous, like living in the moment, the perfect recipe for disaster. Many people have been told living in the moment is healthy. Bringing home your career worries and talking to anyone about it. But in my opinion this is mostly done to validate the frustration, rather than confront the real source, our beliefs and thought process. Talking through stuff is anything but healthy. Your subconscious doesn't get challenged if your beliefs and thinking process stay unchanged. Seeking advice from like-minded people, a spouse, friend, associate, colleague, family member, quite often builds validation for frustration, rather than quietens it. The amount of frustration people have on a daily basis has grown, rather than reduced over the past 40 years. The unhealthy ambition to understand what other people think about us, was introduced to Western civilization during the Industrial Revolution when people needed to know how to flog more things to more people cheaper. It was called sales. By discovering that we could make things cheaper if we made a lot of them we had to create an appetite for what we made a lot of. Hence, commercial sales and growth led to most advances in exploring human consciousness, not, as most people think, from the art of repairing illness. By knowing what others think, we found the best way to cause people to want what we've got, and to provide things that satisfy a human want or need. Then it extended to the idea of how to impress people so they wanted not only our product, but you. We personalized and identified with the commercialized product. What was claimed was that the big difference between production-made products was the personality and character of the business owner or salesperson. And this somehow continues today. How many cultures are measured on engagement studies and 360-degree feedback? all based on identifying character over performance. Of course, we had no idea way back then that we were building frustration by parking worry and stress, parking the human intuition and causing people to be more emotionally ignorant. Nor did we recognize the impact that this could have on human behavior. Our mind, which is hardwired to find the right tone of life, 
even if it was a hard grind in a coal mine, had never been exposed to these foreign ideas before. In the case of impulse buying and cheap satisfaction, humans have been eating for pleasure since farming began about 10,000 years ago, but even then, patience and respect were essential ingredients to make things grow. Not instantaneous gratification. Most societies historically associated craftsmanship with the ability to do something well. That person was not given merit for their character so much as their artistry. However, since about 1950, the sale of self-help books and workshops, including yoga and meditation, have skyrocketed in our society, as well as other ways to associate what others think of you and some link to your success and happiness. All in the name of life balance or success. Do you know what else has happened since 1950? The obesity rate has more than tripled, the diabetes rate has skyrocketed 800% and astounding 70% of Americans are now considered overweight or obese. Depression has gone through the roof, allergies are everyday commonplace, phobias are rife and death from stress has never been higher. It seems the more we obsess with what people think about us, the more we are able to ignore what we think about us. Frustration has become part of the default of everyday life. And society is not coping. As an environmental engineer, an ecologist specializing in biophilia, I simply couldn't get my mind around how could Americans, and the rest of the world including Australia, with the best medical technology in the world, the richest economies, gyms and yoga schools on every corner and an abundance of health foods on every grocery store I'll be this sick and getting worse every year. Well believe me, there is an answer. There is a way to restore your energy and fix the nagging mental and physical problems that can be robbing you of your joy, a way to look and feel fantastic the way you should and it all starts with eliminating or at the least, dealing with frustrations. You see the powerful emotions, poisons, hidden in advertising, news and everyday thinking, convincing you to buy healthy when it's not, or think this way when it isn't healthy, are experts at breaking the interlocked arms of those secret service cells in your mind. And when they break those cells protecting your mind, they don't just bust through your defenses, they leave a hole in your story, meaning other bad stuff can now get through. In short is what we call frustrations, making holes in your thinking process, blocking your intuition, ripping holes in your story destroying your self-belief and more. And I wish I could say that that's where it ends. But actually, it's only the beginning of the problem. You see, once you've got frustration other bad thoughts can storm through your weakened mindset too and the worst of these bad guys are what we call the lower emotions. Low emotions, dark thoughts go beyond frustration, they are thunderstorms in your head. Also known as dark clouds, these thoughts are little pieces of poison that impact your behavior more than anything else. This is going to sound gross, but you need to hear this. They're actually microscopic virus that cause damage to your entire being, especially your immune system. These dark clouds, low emotions, thunderstorm feelings that stem from frustration are hate, anger, fear, jealousy, guilt, envy and shame. They arise from protracted frustration. Unless they are resolved, they become ever-present in your mind, and the secret service agents supporting your everyday belief systems, are supposed to keep them out. But once you've got excessive unresolved frustrations these dark emotions see the hole and barge through and when they do, watch out, these are like a firestorm across your entire thinking, and your body, and they attack, take over like an invading horde. If these dark emotions get into your joints, they can cause aches and pain. If they get into your skin they can cause itchiness, redness, acne and rashes. If they get into your upper GI tract that can cause heartburn and indigestion. If they get into your blood, they can even cause septic shock. If they get into your heart tissues they can cause the kind of deadly health issues we spend our entire life trying to prevent, and bullying at work. And do you know the worst part? Damage to your brain. All these terrible things are perceived as attacks on your good self, the same as if you have a virus. So your brain goes on high alert to threat level ready to stop these attacks, sending healing cells to fix the problem. That you can do for a while, but your brain just can't stay on high threat level read all day, every day. Pretty soon, the cells that protect your brain from confusion and permanent damage start to wear down. And when these cells in your brain are strained too hard, they actually cause your brain cells to die and I probably don't have to tell you what happens when brain cells start to die. Headaches, brain fog, losing your mental sharpness are just the first signs of the damage frustration leads to through these dark emotions. But if these toxic emotions are left to rampage through your body for months or even years, because the frustrations are too loud to prevent them, the damage can be far far worse. If the thought of these mental and emotional health issues keep you up at night, believe me. I'm right there with you. So you can see why I now say frustration isn't just some small issue that causes mental and emotional discomfort. It may actually be a root cause of many many of the issues that plague us both physical and mental. 
and it all comes down to these evil vicious dark emotions sneaking through your ego and wreaking havoc on your entire body. This is the shocking breakthrough that first made me realize my career was about to take a major turn. And once I realized what was really causing the problems I was seeing in so many people I was speaking to about life and balance and good, heart-driven business, I had a new mission in life, not to continue performing culture transformations and big audience keynotes, which is very important work because I realized I could do the most good if I could help people before they got to that point by tackling their health problems where they start, in frustration reduction. That's why I left professional speaking and my two thriving culture change business and ignited the coaching process for individuals, inner wealth technologies. I took to coaching people that couldn't find the path to reconcile their personal and business success with their inner dialogue, anywhere else. Many of them were exhausted from the frustrations that had plagued them, some, almost out of hope. And together I helped them change their lives based on an old awareness, separating people from nature, gives frustration fertile ground to expand and become toxic. I began to see incredible changes in people suffering from the effects of frustration. Elena J. was 37 years old and had suffered from severe emotional turbulence most of her adult life. She also experienced constant belly aches, weakness and fatigue and had a low self-image. She was very righteous and strong in her thinking, in spite of so much work she'd done on herself. In her first coaching session she had so much frustration in her head that she could hardly sit still let alone concentrate on something without dark emotions taking over her thinking. After starting my program her head spin vanished almost immediately and her stomach stopped hurting. When she had her business review the next year the damage she'd done to her reputation had been completely reversed. When Elena J first came to me she could barely make a complete sentence without second-guessing herself, and in that sentence she'd shift her body position at least twice and not talk without putting her entire nervous system on alert. Deep deep frustration. After decoding her frustration, in my simple program, the confidence came back, the achy joints and belly flare-ups were gone. Not in years or months. But in a matter of weeks. Perhaps the biggest changes people recognize with my work on frustration are with relationships. My most famous success story is with someone you will know as a world-famous singer and songwriter. No names here but cocaine and alcohol dependency all fueled the frustration spinning in this head 24-7. Pills to wake, pills to sleep, uppers and downers. But when a legend speaks you listen. And so this person had tried everything, yoga, meditation, hypnosis, Buddhism, and plenty of medications. Nothing helped them lose the frustration driving the behavior. Until the coaching program where they learnt to think different. At the core of all trouble in life as well as addiction is a thinking process. And unless we shift how we think, those memory cards in the body and mind keep repeating cycles of highs and lows. Disrupting those rogue body-mind artificial intelligence loops just creates a break for a few weeks and then months of highly focused new behavior before recalibrating. This story is just one of OOOS of people who have now adopted my counter-frustration program with astounding success. Finally achieving the inspiration, intuition, energy and health that eluded them for so long. This includes people of all occupation types from people trying to make a large amount of money to those wanting to get their personal love life under control to folks who are just having trouble getting to sleep at night. Soon I had so many people coming to me for help that I started training consultants and taking people up into the Himalayas to teach the advanced studies in mental powers. And what exactly was I doing to restore these people's thinking? Well, here's the basics. They simply stopped living with frustration. The first step is eliminating the convenience of compartmentalizing life and validating it. Total human awareness relies on a natural proven systems that help the mind function the way it is meant to, without frustration. In essence, they stopped thinking that they could be frustrated at work and not have it impact their home life or health. And this is a big step because as the world has gotten faster, more and more people have invented compartments, bandages and quick fixes for the challenges of life. To do so, they have had to compartmentalize life into isolated zones of focus, fix the mind, fix the body, fix the job, fix the relationship, fix the emotion. The more fragmented the solution the more likely it will cause enormous problems in other aspects of life. For the most part the challenge comes because of the many new variables in life that our ancestors never experienced, like fast foods, fast internet, television, fast electric cars, planes, trains and mobile phones. Each new step creates a plethora of solutions to solve the problems they cause. Just Google kids on iPad and see how many business have sprung up to treat a problem that isn't a problem. They sell Panadol for the issue and leave the cause of problem festering. Don't get me wrong. Compartmentalization has a place, it works in a hospital with specialized surgeons, or in a Formula One racing car for an hour but in life, over-specialization leads to extinction. So, there's more and more frustration in our heads, 
cars, Netflix, people, music, iPods, earbuds, dogs, phones and the ambience of urban life and the problems that come from it. Commercially create opportunities for people to make money providing compartmentalized solutions that are becoming more and more fragmented, and people want quick fixes, anything to remedy the dark emotions that come from frustration. One such quick fix to frustration is proposed is meditation. However, a frustrated mind, in meditation, is a frustrated mind at the end of it. The topic might change, the frustration doesn't. The frustration that our brain is experiencing is so multidimensional plus the torment of being separated from nature that urban life causes to become the default level of pre-existing frustration. The white noise means we are hyper-frustrated just in everyday life. It's not until you sit in the Himalayas or in the mountains near home in silence do you remember what it feels like to be without frustration, what clarity really sounds like. The second step is e-toxing. In my coaching program I also have people stop taking on board the digital overload that wires up frustration in the background. It's a fact of life that a television can be a magnificent centralizing force in a home where everybody comes together to listen to more noise so they feel togetherness. But this does nothing to reduce or filter frustration. 10 seconds after the show ends on TV a personal argument can blow up in the house proving that frustration has not been impacted by the time together at all. The third is a detox. Mental and physical. Food and the stomach also play a part in dealing with frustration. People who consume sugars, alcohol, caffeine and painkillers, and all those over-the-counter anti-inflammatory medications are putting band-aids on frustration. These things might help out for an hour or two, but they also make those holes in your mental defenses lead to even worse symptoms of fatigue, mind fog, anger, indigestion, constipation, headaches, body aches, and the other symptoms of frustration. The consequences of using the stomach to relieve frustration is incredibly bad and yet, people do it leaving the cause untouched. I saw the exact effects of changing these three things on people because I personal coach people. I'm no longer on stage, I'm down in reality helping and I test every single person for 12 separate markers of frustration relief, essentially to see if those toxic beliefs were still putting their mind-body systems on high alert. Their markers demonstrated the power of the program in reducing significantly frustration and its side effects. Do not be shocked that your coach or business doesn't give you this test. Don't be upset with them, their interest is your productivity at work, or you enjoying the process for commercial reasons, no matter what they say. They are bound to it and for the most part, compartmentalizing your mental and physical well-being is to their self-fulfilling benefit. I'm one of only a handful of people in the world who understand the holistic nature of the mind-body connection. And thanks to a lifetime of experience I refuse to compartmentalize human development at work and leave the frustration to go home and ruin a family. One businesswoman Suzanne was suffering from fatigue, depression and joint aches all over her body. She also had terrible digestive discomfort and bloating. She'd been everywhere and no one could help. Of course, as you can probably tell by now she had all the signs of head spin, mind noise disrupting her entire life. Mind noise out of control. Through one-on-one coaching I weaned her off harmful over-the-counter medications and self-administered diagnosis. We attacked the source of her frustrations knocking out her blaming and victimhood and gave her in its place a healthful mindset that reduced frustration to use in her day. She quickly changed the real cause of her problems, her frustration. Along with everything else, her mild depression repaired and she detoxed her body. Her nerves, especially those in her joints, stopped screaming for help because the high alert, inflammation, was over. She got back to being the healthy, happy, beautiful person she always knew she could be. Well, after years of helping OOOS of people just like Suzanne, I knew I was ready to present my findings to the world. In May of 2003, I presented the results of my multi-year experience and research on the effect of repairing frustration on the health and happiness of all walks of people. The books launched and people were stunned. In a small sample group, the simple changes in reducing frustration created a 72% decrease in dysfunctional stress, measured both as HRV, heart rate variability, and, by personal observation by the client. People were amazed at the massive improvement in inner happiness, we call fulfillment. Not only that, but I saw the markers for mind-body health improve in 100% of the participants. Yes, you heard that right, every single person who went into coaching with me, experienced a massive health boost. Well, I can tell you after years of trying to get the attention of the corporate community on the true causes of so many mind-body health problems, it was fantastic to finally be spreading the word. Inner wealth, putting the heart and soul back into work and life launched in 2003. I've since been invited to speak at virtually OOOs of events in the world. In fact, I was in Canberra and Sydney speaking to government officials about it. Now, 
I mean no offense to corporate HR or government politicians, but you would be amazed at how a room full of smart people can actually be so misinformed. Sadly, pharmaceuticals are masking the deeper problem of uncontrolled frustration. Nearly 35% of Canadian white-collar workers were taking some form of antidepressants. Pharma, hoping to develop and protect, what is a multi-billion dollar industry, skirted the truth. I knew I had to do something to reach more people, not just the OOOS of people I'd seen in my practice, but tens of OOOS, perhaps even millions, every man, woman and child who was suffering from frustration, fatigue, mind spin, brain fog, deterioration of mental focus and digestive issues and had no idea why. Helping people get relief from frustration, confusion, doubt, anger, emotional overwhelm, worry, anxiety, regret, reactive living, self-hate, sadness, grief, fear, guilt and self-criticism, fatigue, digestive discomfort and body pains. A walk with Walker talk. So four years ago, I began working on a new mission. Before we can deal with frustration, which is a deeply aggressive attack on our well-being and performance, we need to be baseline healthy, happy and fit. Was there a way we could improve, reduce the stress load on a busy person's life and help them grow ahead of the supply-demand curve that has too many people struggling for control of their life? I wanted to distill body-mind sciences from hours a day to minutes for self-mastery so that we could all look and feel great without all the clumsy heavy footprint of driving to yoga schools or running marathons and wasting our vitality trying to build our vitality. How to stay healthy, feel good and do good is the baseline for life. And the key for me was to get all this done in a process that could be done, if we choose it, before work? I knew if we sharpen the process, it could mean relief for OOOS maybe millions of people worldwide. It could mean people being able to go out and socialize again without worrying about insecurity and soul-destroying uncertainty. It can mean helping people shed unhealthy kilos, find better ways to balance the day and start loving work more, in other words, preventing frustration before it happens, by changing the way our body-mind feels. And it can mean finally tackling well-being in all seven areas of life, and all the painful joy-robbing symptoms associated with unbalanced living. The process had to be able to overcome with every mind-numbing, fog-causing outcome of frustration including uncertainty, confusion, fatigue, anger, doubt, worry, anxiety, regret, frustration, overwhelm, reaction, self-hate, judgment, sadness, emptiness, loneliness, fear, guilt, self-criticism, loss and more. Because the process needed to be functional even if frustration was present. It needed to be resilient and real. Secondly, and I think most importantly, we needed to demonstrate that each of these can be done in nature and as a part of nature. That they are not the result of something someone has invented in the last 20 to 50 years but are as organic and natural as nature itself. The process needed to undo the idea that bad things happen to bad people for something they'd done wrong, karma, or some form of righteous punishment inflicted on a person for doing bad. So, we needed to demonstrate that all frustrations have a benefit, are there for a purpose and are signposts to improvement rather than evidence of the opposite. Last but not least, it was critical to demonstrate the difference between fixing a problem and eliminating it. This was a key piece. You see, all those mind-spinning, fog-causing, health-corrupting, relationship-ending frustrations mentioned above, do not go away. If you eliminate them all, something replaces them. And if you stop doing the practice of frustration elimination, they return, boom. The practice needs to be a daily habit, not a band-aid. So the three. One. One-stop shop. One process to fix all frustrations, focus on cause. Two. Appreciate that all problems, frustrations, have a benefit and find it. Three. Respect that eliminating frustration is a process, not an outcome. So it works like this Walker Chi is a one-hour process that you do primarily in the morning or some parts you can do throughout the day as well. It involves seven diverse but powerful steps in creating a mind that is clear of frustration. You must acknowledge in this process that the exercise and physiological component as well as diet and other aspects of life are critically important. So I will give you a short summary here of exactly what the powerful steps are that create this mind and life-changing process in one hour per day. Living consciously walk your own talk first. There has been an incredible backlash against governments, unemployment, and poverty across the planet, as demonstrated by many of the street, marching fights with seen in countries that usually disallow them. The revolution is about a new way of thinking. The unprecedented circumstances and events that we are experiencing are sparking, the big meaning of life questions more than ever before. Who am I? Where do I come from? Why am I here? Where am I going? What is life about? Am I happy in my work, the place I live and in my relationship? 
What do I really love to do? What do I want to get out of life? Would I rather quality of life with my family over financial happiness? There is also a revolution going on in our homes. New values are reflected in how we use our personal living spaces. This revolutionary personal journey is getting us to look at things from a new angle and to approach things differently. New ideas and possibilities are waiting to be explored and adopted into our lives. As a result, our homes are not simply the product of economic forces, but instead represent optimism too, our desire to elevate everyday existence to a more poetic plane. We can only fulfill people's needs and desires when we understand what they are. We need to dig deep and understand their priorities, values, inspirations, likes and dislikes. It becomes obvious that nature is being destroyed by humans. There should be a harmony between the artificial work, the natural environment, and human beings. As a result of overworked urbanites, fighting to regain some slow time and reconnect with nature, a green revolution is sweeping through our homes. The more we are away from nature the more we feel the need to be connected with it. Over 50% of the world's population are living in cities and towns, and most don't have large residential outdoor spaces. Overcrowded urban living is making land an expensive commodity. Small terraces and balconies are a common urban compromise that allows city dwellers to have access to their own outdoor space. Increasingly, many of us desire to live in peaceful and self-sufficient surroundings away from a world. That seems unstable and precarious. According to the Future Foundation, 45% of 25 to 45-year-olds feel the need to be closer to the countryside. Nature is good for us. It's good for our physical and psychological well-being. If we lose our interaction with nature, by living in such urbanized spaces, what could the outcome be? We are like caged animals in a zoo, removed from our intrinsic relationship to nature. Instinctively, we know there is far more to existence than the urban lives. We are living. A farmer who works on the land, understands the seasons, knows when the land is fertile, and when it needs to be nurtured. The big question is how we are going to stay in touch with nature, when it is being built out by concrete, roads and rapidly replaced by urban sprawl. Nature in our urban landscape and homes is critical for connecting half of the world's people with the natural environment. Experience and contact. The majority of the world has with nature is more likely to occur in the city or home, rather than in a rural setting. The more urban our lifestyle, the bigger, the need for a connection with nature. It's not just about bringing the country into the city. It's not about our immediate well-being. We need to look after nature if we want nature to look after us. For centuries, the Japanese have been a great influence on how we can incorporate nature into our homes by incorporating natural fibers, materials, and blurring the boundaries between indoors and outdoors. The Japanese emphasis on connecting with nature comes from the roots of the Shinto religion. Shinto temples incorporate the belief that kami, Shinto, gods, or deities, live inside of every living thing, from the mountains, to the water to rocks and trees. To be closer to kami, the Shinto temples were built around trees, rocks, and mountains in harmony with nature. Landscape gardening is no longer restricted to the outdoors. With an increasing amount of homes across the globe being built on small blocks of land in unsightly urban areas, it's not surprising. There is a growing desire to have vibrant landscape, gardens indoors. Succulents are a fantastic choice to bring the green inside for those who don't have a green thumb. These hardy house plants are perfect for those who are busy and travel a lot for work. There are so many different varieties in different sizes and colors. If we display them as a group rather than scattered around the house, they are even better. Not only do they add more impact this way it is easier to remember to water them all the time. People in the United States spend an average of 65% of their time at home, and as much as 90% of their time indoors, according to a national survey conducted by the American Lung Association in 1999. So it is important to have plants indoors. Indoor air pollution caused by harmful chemicals and other materials, such as cleaning products can be up to 10 times worse than outdoor air pollution. Designers are using plants to help purify the air by filtering air that has been contaminated by mass-produced goods. It has been discovered that 12 house plants per person would be enough to filter air in one room indoors. Living with nature can be achieved in different ways. One of the best ways to connect with Mother Earth is to fill your home with natural materials. To create a soothing space, filled with raw timbers, soft, lambs, wall, masculine, earthy, tones, and fragile fauna. The point here is that landscape gardening is no longer restricted to the outdoors. With more homes across the planet being built on small urban plants, there is a growing desire to have landscape gardens indoors. Daily Conscious Living And so before we start exercising and running around, improving ourselves from the inside out, 
It may be worth considering an acknowledgement of urbanization and the impact it has on what we are actually doing in our daily lives to combat. This separation between human beings, automation and nature. Unless we act in small ways within our own homes, it is all really a fantasy of self-indulgence. You are your choices. We are at the threshold of a defining point in our culture and society. Never before have so many had more than they used. We are consuming at a greater rate than any other time in history. But with this privilege comes responsibility. And although we can't always control governments or politicians, industry or big business, we can take responsibility for the choices we make within our own lives. Biggest problems that the world faces are of our own making, and we have the power to create significant change. This can begin today, right now. And there is no easier place to start than at home. There are three important steps to make this possible. The first, and simplest way is to consume less, it is, perhaps the most important tool in our at our disposal. Secondly, we can also consider the idea of localization, a concept, that argues living locally is one of the most effective countermeasures to globalization. Our homes are ideally placed to support and promote these ideas, with everything from the materials we source in construction to how we fit out and furnish our homes. The choices we make don't have to be at the expense of creating a space that feels warm and welcoming, though. Instead, they can actually make us feel better about how and where we live. Thirdly, when we choose to connect more with nature, it becomes a bigger priority in our lives. Hyperconnectivity is making us more stressed and depressed than ever before. In a short bit of time we have developed an unhealthy relationship without devices and their technology, leading us to feel more, alone and more isolated. All too easily, we get caught in reward-seeking loops, that can never be satisfied, as we try to get our next hit of dopamine, a pope in chemical when it comes to buying goods online. And so our anxiety keeps on growing. As does the quantity of the stuff we have, even though it can never make us feel any better. On the contrary, we often feel worse. Buyers, remorse is one factor, but more powerful is the underlying dissatisfaction that we are not meeting our intrinsic needs. Homes are filled with objects. We have long since forgotten, and our cupboards are crammed with gadgets and homewares that were supposed to save us time or improve our lives. Often, we tend to focus on our need for more storage as a solution for containing, and maybe even on some level hiding, our consumerism. However, should we really be asking whether the objects that fill our home are things we actually use or need? It is not uncommon to have rooms that are barely used and, we're still, overflowing with stuff that will get organized one day. Our spaces are often furnished with well-intentioned choices that aren't quite rigged can be the same without wardrobes while we may be moving away from fast fashion, change to more ethical brands, a burgeoning industry of its own, consuming less remains a more sustainable choice, because every purchase we make still contribute to the production of 100 billion garments a year, of which about 70% thrown away. What we buy, for our children is part of the problem too, they have more clothes, toys, and books, as well as busyness built into their days, than any previous generation we have fallen into a trap of focusing on what we perceive as missing from our lives. We spend our days chasing an ideal. Is it any wonder we feel exhausted and overwhelmed, with no energy to consider a different way? Do we really believe that busy is better? That more means more? More opportunities, more money, more happiness? And, conversely, do we think that less means less? Fewer choices, fewer experiences, and, perhaps worst of all, that we are less? Less than whom? The antidote to consumerism is not what we might think, however. What we want is right here. Being present, and aware of how we are living our lives, can help us make more conscious and informed choices. Living mindfully can also help us reclaim our life in a way that no consumer good ever can. This moment is the future of what we desired yesterday, last month, and last year. And we only ever have this moment to live. The past is already gone, and the future is not yet here. However, being present, doesn't mean we can't move forward or reach goals. In fact, when we live mindfully, we have more clarity and can be more awake to the choices we make. It can also help us build a pause in the decision-making process. When we reflect upon whether our desire is a want or a need, we can be more intentional with our choices. When we take responsibility for our actions, not only do we benefit, but so to do the rest of the world. Living consciously is a central tenet of the slow philosophy, which encourages sustainable, local, organic, whole choices. Yet, it is more than 30 years, since I began presenting inner wealth, heart and soul in life and the question might be put whether we are eating simpler, working less sleeping longer, being more community-minded? How can we make positive change in our lives? We can start by asking the right questions, which can help us consider what drives our decisions. When we have a clear understanding of our why, it is much easier to make meaningful change and stay the course.
When we simplify from the inside out, rather than attempting quick fix solutions from the outside in, the changes we embrace become systemic, rather than just surface-based. And by communicating about the steps, we take, even if we talk to just one person, we can help spread the word and start to change the world. So here's the point. There is no use dancing around using inner wealth technologies to transform your mindset or your relationship. If your behavior in your home is not aligned with your values or vision of the world, you want to leave behind for others. Living consciously means conservation, localization and connection to nature. If your environment, at home, is in disarray and not connected to nature at all, then there is very little going to be gained by the cosmetic changes you make by understanding things about your thinking more and more. The foundation principles of conscious living are conditional on whether you are able to make simple adjustments in your home, life that reflect a true connection to nature and environment. We live here in Bondi Beach, where every second wealthy young person has purchased some sort of fancy dog in order to connect them more to nature. The same individuals go swimming every day and go to the gym and spend a fortune making themselves organically beautiful. But the local council has had to pass by laws to prevent people from leaving their dogs chained to trees while they go swimming. The dogs, are left in the blazing sun. It is so easy to get it all wrong. The love of nature is not necessarily the ownership of a dog, but rather the behavior we have towards consumerism, our domestic space, and conservation. We have begun the process of dealing with frustration. The first step is the lifestyle we call conscious living, and the three steps we have explained above. No, it is time to proceed to the second stage of living, consciously, in order to prevent frustration, which is to create a daily routine that prevents consumerism, stops domestic abuse and enables conservation of our mind-body. Wake Inspired Conscious living extends to how you treat yourself. It would be a ridiculous notion to think that you are going to have an impact on the world when you cannot treat yourself with respect. It is also ridiculous to think that others are going to treat you better than you treat yourself. 95% of people on this planet will die from stress. Stress, which is basically another word for self-abuse, is conscious and deliberate choice an individual makes to ignore their own well-being. This must become the first step in any attempt to arrive at work in a good space ready for leadership. How a person performs and engages with others is a pure and unquestionable consequence of how that person treats themselves at home. A bully at work bullies themselves. An aggressive individual at work is aggressive on themselves at home. An obese person at work is a glutton and greedy at home. Work is not a compartmental component of life but more, a reflection of how a person treats themselves outside of the office. Self-respect, is a far more powerful awareness than gratitude ever will be. Self-respect requires that we value the body. We have been gifted with and the mind that governs it. Self-respect means we consume what is good for us and sustains us long-term and we are kind to ourselves and not deluded by emotions that are our false self. Self-respect at home is reflected in performance at work at every level. We are left with questions about how do we build self-respect at home, especially in a home that is shared with others. The simple and most powerful answer to this is to recognize that there is a daily routine that we can follow. That will keep us at the minimum super healthy. If we disallow that routine in order to satisfy the appetite of others in the house, we are basically saying we value the respect, others give us more than the respect we give ourselves and this is called codependency and toxic. The morning routine that I have developed below is the minimum amount required to cause an individual to feel and to fulfill the art of self-respect. There is never a need to compromise it, unless the individual has decided that other people's opinion of them is more important than their own, and therefore has decided that self-respect should be diminished in favor of the respect of others. And that will lead to disaster. Wake Inspired Routine Step 1 Let's begin when you wake in the morning, not fully awake, just halfway between awake and sleep. In this place your subconscious mind, the driver of all success, is still within your reach but your conscious mind, the cause of all frustration, is just out of reach because you haven't spoken yet. This is a powerful window, with your eye slightly closed, you reach over to your dressing table and you grab a notepad and pencil that has been placed there the night before and you start writing your self-talk affirmations. Your mind is not yet fully awake and therefore you have an opportunity to engage and alter, the dialogue between conscious and subconscious mind, the self-talk that has been until now, permanently and irrevocably anchored to your belief system and comparing it to your everyday life. This window into your frustration is powerful and should not be wasted by talking or seeking out digital devices. It's often necessary to get up out of bed and walk to the bathroom and grab a glass of water or even a coffee but most importantly you need to remain partially asleep and not conversing with with anybody. Your first thoughts for the day must be the window into your subconscious mind. The process of pack, you will use is covered in coaching sessions. Wake Inspired Routine Step 2 The second step is to reconnect to the open air. 
It's not always easy. Mosquitoes and snow and wind and rain, but it's doable somehow. Some people will complain that they live in the snow, some will complain they live in high-rise buildings and it's hard to get to the open air but I say if you cannot get to the open air early in the morning you have a serious problem far greater than that. As you step towards the open air you open your arms and embrace life fully and allow the energy of the silence to flow into your body with the usual walker talk chant of the energy of the universe flows through me. Wake Inspired Routine Step 3 Third step of the process is micro-observation of nature to witness the tiniest smallest and most beautiful fragment of nature. This lets frustrations escape. It is the real essence of gratitude, way beyond the mundane language of, thank you to others. This micro-observation impacts your entire DNA and is therefore a valuable return to zero to start your wonder day. This micro-observation can happen on your morning stroll with a cup of coffee in hand and maybe even your mobile phone as a camera. I always encourage people to set up an Instagram account and make it public and simply put photographs taken in the early morning without any explanation and allow people you know to observe them and celebrate your witnessing. This is a most powerful exercise in total human gratitude and it eliminates frustration. It is life-changing in itself. Our human connection to the micro of nature is ancient, primal and real. Way beyond any book on the subject and, it's body memory deep so it impacts that sim microchip memories implanted by your mind and your body over a lifetime. Wake Inspired Routine Step 4 The fourth step is exercise itself. I advocate especially for people who want to remain in youthful cardiovascular fitness to undertake a HIT program which should last for no more than 3 to 5 minutes a day maybe 4 days a week. This HIT program needs to be designed using a heart rate monitor or watch and something along the lines of an exercise bike. I use a road bike on a turbo, HIT very rarely works using anything else but a standing device. Remember to warm up. And yes, there are other devices that can be used to make this functional but the key will be hitting your MHR during the 30 seconds on fire. Wake Inspired Routine Step 5 The fifth step is the helicopter process. The emotional shower and the associated observation of a dream board and the recognition of the big picture of life and how today will be a part of the manifestation of the big picture. In this we use the process of deny a firm visualize. That practice alone can transform frustration because all frustration leads to concern about the future and the uncertainty of the future which can become a habit. Wake Inspired Routine Step 6 The sixth step is the A discard form. Many people use the emotional shower as a format for this process and that too is great. It should not be underestimated that what is gained from doing the emotional shower and or the discard form on a daily basis for 10 to 15 minutes is to use judgment to grow and evolve. To recognize that the process of judgment is not bad, but is instead a guide to being a great leader in life. The form evolves us without the calamities disasters and humbling circumstances most people must face by not acting on frustration. The process stops any fog entering the brain from frustration being carried into or out of the house. Wake Inspired Routine Step 7 Finally, Step 7, the link it or sink it process. Every single moment of the day can feed inspiration. This power turns crisis into inspiration, turns thinking from dark emotions of hate, anger, jealousy, guilt and shame into an inspired place of doing what you love and loving what you do and being paid extraordinary amounts of money for doing it. Beyond Frustration at Work Releasing frustration creates more space for wisdom and productivity. Frustration can fill the mind and block all the good stuff. And the investment pays for itself a million times a week. Ultimately what we are doing is separating ourselves from the spin of emotion and enabling a more conscious approach, a happy approach to work. Following the wake-inspired routine are the many ways to reduce frustration, all of which release energy from the space frustration was holding onto. As we've pointed out earlier, we live in revolutionary times and our lives are being altered in ways we cannot predict. Every major institution is being transformed. Our most deeply held values are in dispute and the nature of personal relationships is changing drastically. Our capacity to feed and house ourselves, to live healthy and useful lives, to work productively with one another, and to pass on a decent world to our children, is in doubt. As a result, anyone who wants to generate meaningful responses to the Events of the times must reduce the time and energy wasted in frustration. First, you'll become a unique individual who has a deep commitment to living consciously. Then, in your home, you will have broken with convention. You will look after you first because the life force of global change is personal change, and the people who are changing in order to live close to nature at home, can create extraordinary results. Finally, you will discover this golden opportunity to change the way you work and relate you'll be able to embrace a more sophisticated understanding of the dynamics of life.
more than amassed capital or technology or knowledge or connections, it is this frustration-reducing, flexible and inventive approach to life that will determine who recognizes new resources, creates global brands, builds humanitarian business and keeps their mind-body alive to enjoy the results. For many years as a coach, I have consulted with people who are keen to work as effectively as possible. The most successful I have coached follow the inner wealth path and become moved by an expansive vision. They become fascinated by life and driven to experience it fully. They respond well to change although they do not necessarily like it. They learn from inner wealth how to think clearly when information is uncertain and belief structures are impaired. They see connections between a fast-moving world and their vision, and they have open and receptive state of mind that is not paralyzed by information they had not expected. They have mastered the art of working with people and are able to communicate honestly, pursue compelling vision and engage with integrity. Inspiration, radical curiosity and wisdom from the heart need to be valued more. Putting the heart and soul back into business life is totally aligned with the outcomes of wealth, success and power. The primary difference is the opportunity to get rid of frustrations and be more fulfilled and more motivated by inner resources than the outer ones, to create a global consciousness instead of a local one, to look at the consequences of our actions in the long term as well as the short term. Free from frustration is a state available to us all. Free from frustration leads to inspiration and this gives us the motivation to be free to experience the majesty of our lives and to do what we love in our life. Beyond frustration is a science and the objective of this presentation is purely and simply the communication of that science. I believe that global change is individual change, that the inner world is reflected by the outer world. I believe that changing the outer world without the inner or visa versa is fruitless. This work creates the opportunity to do both. Those unique and courageous leaders throughout the world who step forward to accept this challenge are the leaders who will take their nations, businesses and families into the future, prepared and equipped to sustain evolution and reach a higher potential. Only those who invest time and effort in personal alignment with these changes will do this well. Those who assume they can cause other people and organizations to change while they themselves stand still will not be effective. Their understanding of new forces will be inadequate. Their decisions will be unrealistic. The opportunities to make a difference in the world exist within the boundaries of our own lives, professional and personal. Those changes are fundamental to the success of individuals and their business. Access is available to step beyond the academic, to put people in touch with their true and heartfelt inspirations and provide opportunity for the expression of that vision, even within the workplace. The first step, as noted, is to become more conscious in the real world at home. It is to have access to the diversity of tools and processes that can turn a major stress into bliss. Beginning with the difference between motivation and inspiration, my aim is to address everyday frustration reduction and self-management with a fresh perspective and use my own consulting and personal business experience to mirror the possibilities. The human spirit can FLY when the conditions are right, and in this book we put the power to awaken the human spirit squarely back in the hands of the individual. This is the essence of inner wealth, an independent, socially aware, conscious and inspired individual who turns up at work 110% and recognizes their role in a global revolution. Every person on earth has the right to that experience. Inner wealth and frustration dissipation is about global change through personal change. It is a rebuke at so much of what is being done at present in the name of good business and cultural development. Live with spirit.